Yo! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Vegan Cookie Reviews. I am honored. I am excited to be able to share the conversation that I'm sharing with you all today. My guest, Quinlan Walther, what can I say? She's an amazing human being. We had the most energizing conversation. Like, it was so good. And to be able to share it with you, I'm just so excited. Um, it was fun. We laughed a lot, which is always a good sign. <laughs> so let's get right into it. I just wanted to come on and say, hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe subscribe uh or leave some feedback on apple Podcasts. that would be really awesome and and a little rating um if you feel like it share with friends family with your cat if you want <laughs> um and before continuing just keep in mind that in this episode we do discuss uh quickly um discussions of an eating disorder so just keep that in mind if you continue to uh continue so thank you, enjoy, and have yourself a wonderful day. Let's get right into it. Hey, tell me if you love me. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. Vicky, tell me if you love me. That's a hiccup. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Love you, Mia. Love you. Call me back. Well, yeah, like, you know I love you. I'm super proud of, like, everything that you've accomplished, especially the fact that, like, your dream, what, what yeah. you're doing, which I love. Hey man, I heard the last podcast. Uh, the conversation was good. Uh, the, the, the guest was interesting. I will say, I think the best part of it was the name, though. Vegan Cookie Reviews. You got it. You got to give me credit. Yeah. No, I will. Vegan Cookie Reviews. <laughs> because I just know, like, the type of person that you are, and like, the type of content you make, and the way you make people feel is special. It's one of a kind. Their privilege and lack of privilege in that specific area, like, you feel uncomfortable mm. around them. Like, you don't get that with you because you don't ever feel like you're um, judging, like, like, a privilege that, or anything. Like... You are like a positive person to be around. Well, dude, I was telling you, that's what I think is so cool about it. It's like, you've got these like conversations that we've had like set in stone like when we're like 50 we can look back and be like oh yeah let's listen to this like 40 minute conversation we had in 2017 or whatever yeah. welcome to vegan cookie reviews today we got quinlan walther who is and i wrote this down so here we go we got the, your introduction here therapist in training uh soon to be therapist you're already a therapist, you know, Mind, mindset, <laughs> mindset, mentor, an amazing human being and an artist. Welcome to the, the show. Thank you so much. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. save that for later. <laughs> I, I worked on it, you know. Uh, so welcome. Tell us a little bit about your story. Um, right now you're currently in Montana, right? I'm in Bozeman, Montana. Yes. Yeah, okay, got that right. <laughs> Uh, and how long were you in Oregon before moving to Montana and how did that come about? Yeah, goodness. So I am from Philadelphia, born and raised. Um, this is also being recorded the day before Super Bowl Sunday. So let me just give my, <laughs> show my All devotion. Right. All right. <laughs> um, but no, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, right outside of Philadelphia. And I decided to move to Portland, Oregon when I was... I decided in high school, but it ended up mm. happening when I was like 19, just 18 or 19. And um, I spent about five years in Oregon. And after Portland, I said, I want to go somewhere new, somewhere beautiful, somewhere quiet, somewhere slow, just something different. And I up and moved to Bozeman, Montana without knowing a single soul. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What an adventure. <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, I actually moved to Portland without knowing anyone either, packed up my stuff, bought a plane ticket, stayed in an Airbnb for a week, found an apartment and like really just set up my life, mm -hmm. which sounds so crazy to say now so many years later. Um, but it was one of the, one of the best decisions I've ever made ever. And I was so young when I did it too, that being able to look back and see myself kind of grow into an adult and now feeling like more of an adult, I can say, oh, we can do this. We've done this before. Let's do it again. And that's where I am now. Wow, that's super cool. Uh, so what was childhood, growing up, like important things that might have happened uh, that led to that move? Because I feel like 
uh, it's kind of a big step in your life to move from Philly to Portland. Uh, how how did that come about, and what are some of the things that you think maybe in you know growing up kind of shaped you, not only into the person that you became later, but also just motivated you to kind of take that step? Yeah, great question. I, from birth, my parents and family will tell you that I was going to do everything my way. Even if that meant it was going to be the hardest way possible, the path of most yeah. resistance was like, <laughs> it. I was born with the, with the curse and, and the blessing. But um, I knew that I wanted to get out of Philly and just explore. I, we traveled a good bit growing up. Um, my parents, my parents divorced when I was nine and they both worked a ton, a mm. ton. And I spent most of my time with my mom, who is by far my favorite person ever, ever, ever. And it was hard growing up because she wasn't around very much. So that hyper independence, uh, started from a really early age and I learned to do a lot of things on my own. And it felt like that was an innate thing already. So I, I kind of took off with it. And in high school, I said, I want to go somewhere else for college. I want to get out of town. I'm going to go to Portland, Oregon, and I'm going to go to Oregon Health and Sciences University for med school. I said, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. And I don't need to be here and I don't need to know anyone. And Or I don't need to know anyone in Portland. Like, I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm going to rip off the Band-Aid. Um, and I, I had struggled quite a bit. I... I had a pretty bad eating disorder that started in middle school. I was bulimic and I hid it from everyone. I, no one knew until my 20s when I decided to tell my parents. Mm. Um, so I, I struggled a lot with that hyper-independence that I kind of talked about before and needing to do everything by myself and not ask for help. Um, and that definitely definitely manifested poorly because that eating disorder, I think was an outlet for everything that I was kind of stuffing down and trying to process when I was younger. Mm. Um, so leading up to high school, as I say, Hey, I want, I want to get out of here. I want something new. I want something different. I also had to really come to grips with how miserable I was. I was just, I knew I wanted something else. I knew I wanted something different. And I knew that my eating disorder was running my brain like mm. my stream of consciousness was constantly fixated on eating and how I could get away with with what I've been pulling off for so many years and it was exhausting so I decided at the end of high school I said I want to feel better and I want to get out of here and I decided to adopt a vegan diet which at the time was really great because I said if I'm going to binge eat I'm going to binge eat only vegan food. I'm going to eat yeah. all of the fruits and vegetables that I want. And <laughs> yeah. some, somehow that would make it better. Yeah. Um, but at the heart of it, I also really asked myself why, like, why was I so critical of myself and why was eating more than I wanted to so hard for me? Mm. Um, and it, you know, it boils down to a little bit of perfectionism and what I should or shouldn't do as this person that I really want to be. Um, and for me, being able to adopt the vegan lifestyle, I could say I want to nourish my body and love my body because I know that that's how I feel good in my skin. And hopefully I can fix some of my behaviors and my patterns around eating by nourishing myself instead of literally shoving my fingers down my throat every day. So yeah. It was a really interesting shift there and it took some time, but ultimately that really helped me gain some confidence in myself. Um, I realized that I could shift my mindset around some really vulnerable, really sensitive situations for me. And I started to see eating as this tool, like the food that I was taking in, it was nourishment. It was helping me feel really good. And I didn't have to be so perfect. Everything didn't have to fit into this little box of, you know, how I saw myself and the things that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. If, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I gained a little bit of confidence, uh, by the end of high school with that. And by that time I said, okay, time to go to Portland. I feel a little bit better about myself. You know, I have my feet under me a little bit more. 
and I opted to move to Portland. <laughs> um, <laughs> decided to jump into school. Mm. I got a biochem degree in Oregon and set off on what I thought was going to be my whole career, my whole life, like my path. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What I thought to be. What a great. <laughs> wow. This is going to play so well. It's yeah. It's like. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for the next uh, part of the story. Uh, however, <laughs> you, you kind of mentioned that you knew that nourishing and kind of caring for your body was something that made you feel better, feel good. And that was kind of the thought process that led you into the vegan uh, diet or vegan lifestyle. What were, was there things that you had already done that, that gave you that key, that clue as to like, okay, I'm already doing this and this is where I feel good. So I'm going to try, you know, this or, was it just that you were that you already felt unhappy with the current uh, way that you were nourishing your body and you were just like, let me try something different? At the time, looking back now, I have a lot more clarity on it. But at the time, I sat with why I was doing what I was doing to myself. I was like, I hate mm-hmm. this, this habit, this pattern throwing up every day, several times a day, like this is leaving me miserable. And what do I really want? Like, what am I chasing with this behavior? And what it really was, was love. I wanted to love myself. I wanted to feel Mm. good in my skin. I wanted to be proud of myself. And I thought that if I could just eat less and look a certain way, that that would give me what I was looking for. And that was definitely not the case. So Kind of, kind of peeling back those layers, mm. I thought, okay, if we really, really want to feel good in this body, yeah, maybe we just eat really nourishing food. Maybe we go to like the like plain and simple. You want to love the skin that you're in, then start feeding it instead of literally beating the crap out of it every day. Yeah, and that was yeah. that was like the switch for me. Yeah, it's interesting, and I'm I'm curious to see how this is gonna affect kind of later on down the line affect uh different choices that you made because it's I, I always find it interesting to know the things that we kind of puzzle piece together in our life and we're then down the line doing something and we bring those stories in saying okay this formula sort of worked and now I have clarity on that so let me kind of apply it in a different situation yeah it's really yeah. interesting and, to it's, me. and you you process and then life goes on and you go oh that's right and then the process <laughs> kind of catches up and you're yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's of course it's not linear it always uh, yeah. Like, that's, 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 that. <laughs> yeah so biochem huh yes that was i wanted to be i wanted to be a doctor uh-huh. um i and for uh anybody who doesn't know what that means you know me uh what what does that entail because that sounds like aquatics for some reason (laughs) biochem sounds like i mean that's i now that i like took an extra second to think about it that sounds so like biology is human body chemistry chemistry okay exactly exactly we'll we'll fix this in post exactly and it did and it did tie together too because while I was really addressing my eating disorder stuff, I got heavy into working out as well. So I was eating okay. well, I was working out, and I was like, ooh, there's a science behind this. Like, let's mm, get really curious mm-hmm. as to how what I eat and what I do with my body can make me feel, how like on a, on a, from a scientific level, how do those things really come together? And for me, it dove even deeper because my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer right Mm -hmm. after I moved to Portland and that threw a whole wrench into the situation. So in addition to her oncologists who treated her cancer, she saw a team of functional medicine doctors and functional medicine is really like a holistic view of the body. So you aren't coming in and saying, Oh, you have high blood pressure. Here's your medication. You come in and say, Oh, you have high blood pressure. Let's look at your lifestyle. How are you managing stress? What are you eating? How are you sleeping? Um, 
and it addresses the root cause more than the symptoms themselves. Yep. And boom, my brain <laughs> fucking exploded. Because I was like, oh my God, this is literally what I've been trying to do. Like, oh, yeah. get to the root cause. And that that was like my perspective on life too. Mm. Just why, 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 why? My parents were like nauseated by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my whole life. But getting into medicine, I thought was going to be the most fulfilling thing for me because I watched functional medicine really help my mom as she was mm. going through chemotherapy and different, different, um, treatment for her cancer. Yeah. And so the functional medicine doctors, they would say, your oncologist is going to treat your cancer. We're going to treat you as a human, as a body. That's what, that's what we're focusing on. And I was like, holy shit, this is what we're missing. Like, this is, this is what our healthcare system is missing. Like why, if we can prevent some of these things or at least mitigate some of these chronic diseases, why aren't we trying? Mm. And that like lit my fire behind feeling really good and helping people feel really freaking good. Yeah. So, so you got the, um, so you got the biochem, what is I'm, uh, yes. Undergrad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And so, but you did, so you mentioned that, (laughs) <laughs> the wording you used was really good, but you said, you know, I thought this was going to be the thing that uh, kind of gave you fulfillment. I'm rewording it. I know that's not it, but but you said that you thought. And so why when you got to the end of that that chapter, that section, I guess, and what was the feeling that you had? Like, why did you not feel like, OK, now I can do something with this? Or was there something that kind of was still bugging at you? It's this, that question sounds so simple and it's hilarious because uh, it took me forever to unlayer that for myself. Uh-huh. I, I definitely went into medicine doubting that I could do it. I didn't think I'd make it into, I didn't think I'd graduate not with good mm. grades. And I did, I didn't think that I'd be able to get into med school. I didn't think that I would do well on the MCAT. And so there was part of me that was chasing the status of being a doctor. Like I can do this really impressive thing and it'll be really cool to help people. Yeah. And I remember the crippling anxiety throughout undergrad while I was studying for MCAT, just like deteriorating on the inside because Mm. I had these limiting beliefs that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. But at the same time, I felt this, this, um, I had such high expectations of what I was supposed to accomplish, right? So I'm like, you can't do it, but yeah. you better do it. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of therapy that helped me, you know, uncover what was going on. And truth be told, at this time, my mom had passed. She died mm-hmm. from, from her cancer. And so I was lost as fuck. I was so lost. My mom, who was my best friend, was suddenly gone. I was trying to deal with the stress of becoming this person that I thought I had to be. And it was through therapy that I realized, number one, I was chasing validation through this, through this, I was chasing validation through this career where if I could prove to myself that I could do it, then I would be more valuable. It would, Mm. it would give me some kind of fulfillment thinking that I could be better for doing this really hard thing. And when I asked myself, again, back to the heart of it, why do I want to be a doctor? Why did I want to be a physician? It was truly to help people feel better. I was chasing this validation, but the reason that I chose medicine versus like a lawyer, right? Mm, of the yeah. Same status, but why medicine? And the, at the heart of it really was, I want to help people feel really good. I want to give people the same help people. I want to help people access the same well-being that my mom had found even as she was dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And I realized that nothing had been more helpful for me in finding fulfillment and peace of mind and just enjoying my life than therapy. Mm. It was therapy that gave me the the most authentic version of myself. It helped me accept all the things that I want and all of the things that it helped me accept all the things that I want and showed me that I'm allowed to want those things. Yeah. 
and that I don't have to be a specific way. I don't have to accomplish any specific things in order to find joy, in order to like be happy, in order to ease my stress. I don't have to make a specific amount of money. I don't have to have a specific career title. I don't have to have that partner or that car or that whatever. And it was such a groundbreaking realization for me to see what therapy could do without changing much else other than mindset Mm. and then action. Like being aware of what I wanted, being aware and believing that I could get it for myself was everything. Like that autonomy that I found through therapy was everything. Yeah. It was, it was, that's what brought me to this moment now where I said, yeah, okay, we can go do this. Let's run with it. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's interesting that it, it's not on purpose uh, that this subject has come up in, a, you know, actually almost every one of my episodes that I've done, which hasn't been a lot. But even just in life uh, with with the the idea, the the situation and and human beings going through loss. Uh, and it's really interesting because it's one of my favorite questions to ask now, just because everybody's lost somebody close to them. And it's one of the questions that is gets at the root of a theme that I've really come to believe, which is that there's no right or wrong way to navigate life. Uh, it, there's just ways that seem to work for each individual person and it's all perspective based it's all because everybody has so many different experiences life stories and things that they've come across that you can never ask somebody kind of like hey what would you do or you know what's your your you know one thing that you've learned in life and no one's going to give you the same answer, which points to that that thing of everybody's living a different story. Uh, and it really comes through in this question that I'm going to ask you, which is what do you think for you personally is kind of the one biggest thing that you learned through losing your mother? Like what was something that you kind of – learned through all of that that you feel like wow this was you know because obviously I'm sure at the beginning it's like this crushing just lost just in darkness in things are never going to be the same and then you get some space and you get some years in between you know you and the event therapy helps and then you kind of look back and say, wow, there's this this thing that I want to share with people who might be going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if yeah, for you there's that. It's so funny because as you say this, it definitely is. I definitely think my answer will be unique to me. And there are yeah. definitely people who can relate. But mm-hmm. growing up with such such a hyper independent workaholic mother. And again, uh-huh. she was the greatest woman I ever, I've ever known. She did the best that she could at absolutely everything. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that little Quinlan didn't grow up with a little bit of baggage, right? Mm-hmm. That left me with, yeah. with some, with some programming that I really had to work through. And part of that was learning how to nurture myself. I didn't, I didn't get much of that soft, really motherly feminine Mm. energy from her. And then growing up as a woman, I was like looking around. What do you mean? I can't control every aspect of my life. What do you mean? I can just flow. What do you mean? I get to just do things for the sake of pleasure. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) So, So for me, really learning how to embrace my feminine energy and nurture Mm. myself was a big, big thing I had to focus on after my mom died. Because for a while I was still looking to her for that when she was there looking for that shoulder, that safe Mm. space. Um, And luckily 
luckily she and I had lots of conversation and, and we were very open with each other and I know how much she loved me, but working through that afterwards now as an adult has been life changing because I get to do things that I just like to do. I get to enjoy myself and the things that I want and I get to pursue them in a flow state, not in such a rigid, disciplined, have to go and get everything type of way, which Mm. I was so used to growing up and before she passed. So releasing the reins, learning to nurture myself and really learning how to love myself without expectations from others those would be that would be my answer that's what losing my mother helps teach me after all of this happens and now you're you've you've had this tool now of therapy you're discovering these these things that are helping you kind of piece together more of the puzzle uh where does that lead you next do you become dr walther or uh... <laughs> yes definitely definitely down the clinical mental health and counseling route that's where we are now mm. um so i if for me for me ultimate fulfillment really comes from helping other people access the life that they want and if that's a life of less anxiety if that's a life of more joy if that's a life of fuck around and find out energy like whatever it is for them i would love to help them get out of their own way reprogram some of their shit and like build that life for themselves yeah and so right now that's the practice that i'm trying to build seeing clients Mm. that know there's something off they're kind of out of alignment figuring out what it is they want and helping them sort out their behaviors sort out their patterns and get them to where they where they want to be that's yeah. my that's my whole shtick. Now, was it the point at which you kind of experienced therapy for yourself personally that you realized that going that route was a little bit something more that you wanted? Because obviously being a doctor uh, also still gives you the ability to help others. So, so kind of what was the thing that said this path was the one that you were going to kind of choose instead of that, because they sound like they're pretty similar in what they give as far as helping others. So I was scribing in the emergency room. I was a physician scribe. So I essentially Uh. followed the doctors around their entire shift. I did all of their charting. We saw every patient together and there was a, there was a shift for me not a literal shift, several shifts, but a mental shift. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. No, I love it. I love it. There was a, there was a mental shift for me after, you know, our 700th patient who Mm -hmm. was coming in with crippling anxiety, crippling anxiety, stress. They had just lost a loved one or Mm -hmm. they had chronic anxiety and their meds weren't working for them anymore or they were struggling with substance abuse And they were coming in to the emergency room looking for help. Mm. And we had nothing to give them. We can either give you more medication. We can send you to a social worker who can hopefully get you resources. But we couldn't do anything. And so seeing that over and over and over and over and over again, I said, there's got to be a way to make mental health resources more accessible. And especially accessible, I think... I think therapy and counseling is really important when you have chronic anxiety or chronic depression or, or a very legitimate diagnosis. But I also want to open that space up to people who just want to improve their lives, who want to feel like they're living a more authentic self. Like I, I want people to be able to embrace that and not necessarily think that therapy and mental health resources are only for people who have these chronic issues. So I think I related a little bit to the people that were coming into the emergency room and our patients that were struggling that much. And I said, we should, I said to myself, we should be able to make this more accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like the baseline shouldn't be, Oh, my, my meds are working and like life's fine. What if the baseline was, I really like my life and I would really like to love it even more. 
Yeah. And so yeah. there was a shift for me that said, there's a place for medicine. And I think my place is not necessarily in that realm. What I want to do is definitely more mental health focused, a little bit more mindset, a little bit more autonomy and a little bit less medical. That yeah. Was my thing. <laughs> oh man. So good. So good. <laughs> When you encouraged me to go on these rants before we started, <laughs> the number of stop signs that have popped up in my head, like, okay, okay, enough there. Like, we're just rolling. We're going. It's good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just spitting bars right now, Quinn. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, but it's, I mean... So much of what you said, I'm just hearing my, I'm just hearing my mind going, oh my God, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. Cause it's so true. I think that's a big, a big thing in life is open up, open up, open up, don't close, don't close, I think. And there's a lot of these like closed off walls that are completely in everybody's minds. And opening up the space for discussions where we have discussions even like this or on social media yeah. is so beautiful because, yeah, it's like there's tons of people who probably have that belief that, well, I'm I don't need therapy They're You know, they're going to they're going to tell me what I already know, you know. That's actually something, you know. So, no, but it's, I know that's such a good point because there was, there was a point where I realized that it was programming. It was what I was used to. It was what I was taught, but I was seeking out the negative and the stress yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. suffering in every fucking situation, every goddamn situation. And sometimes like pain is real. Trauma is real. We don't get to ignore it, mm-hmm. but you feel trauma as it's stored in your body. And if you can feel your feelings and shift your mindset at the same time, you will find a life that you have never experienced before. Like peace of mind that you have never experienced before. And there's no way to really explain that until you're ready to understand it. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. you know, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there should be like, I, they need to start and this is you take this idea and you run with it so there needs to be like gift cards for therapy dude how sick would that like because gifting i have tried to do that i have tried to do that i have tried i literally went to my therapist who isn't even a licensed therapist she's a coach she's a mentor and i said to her i wish i could give you to everyone that i love i swear to god you can ask any of my best friends are gonna watch this they're gonna die because i literally was like i'll pay for like two months of their therapy like it'll be their birthday <laughs> gift my, yes. my therapist is like no it doesn't work like that damn <laughs> i know but god that's <laughs> i mean but i i guess i guess the the like the root of that like it's so funny but it's like once you experience it yeah that's totally how you it's like oh my gosh like i want to give this feeling to somebody else and it's so beautiful that your version of doing that is to become that person that helps other people you know <laughs> you know would, yeah <laughs> and, it's, and um, that's why that, that's where i think the social media platform is so wonderful too because i you can reach everyone and if it relates and it hits then great and if it sparks a curiosity then great but Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't. You don't force it on anyone. Either you keep scrolling, or you stop and you look and you think. Yeah, and I think that's so. That's one of the. I, I always try to see the positives because there's a lot of negatives to for, that are so easy to 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 grab onto. But yeah, definitely the positives for me. That's one thing that is, kind of that thing where it's like, yeah, you. There's no forcing anybody into therapy forcing anybody to come to a realization that you've come to right you know there's no hey this is what i learned through loss through uh anxiety through eating disorder all that stuff but there's things that when you share that perspective and we put it out onto a platform that one person even if it's one person can see it and say 
oh my god like yes this is somebody else out there is going through something similar and and it's knowing that the solutions aren't easy but knowing that there's still somebody out there who's going through that and i think that's always been something that i've really loved about social media is just sharing something and those it's moments so of of someone coming back to you and writing you know a comment or a dm or reaching out to you and saying this really 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 resonated with me i've been following you for months for years whatever and all of a sudden something clicked you know i think that's a good segue into your kind of journey with social media how has that been how has that been for you because i've seen i've seen how fun and how awesome it's been uh i love it <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> um i think the social media thing for me was terrifying terrifying i one of my best friends actually made a great point um she's like you you've been making content your whole life like i was really mm. into art growing up and was all like a lot into photography as well and a little bit of videography videography mm. and for me i actually started an instagram for my um i started like a workout instagram what do they call mm. it? Like a Fitzbo or something like that, whatever. And I would just make cool videos of my workouts and I would talk about my nutrition stuff. And I was really confident in all of that because I, mm. I had been doing it for so long and I wasn't even, it didn't feel like putting out content. I was just kind of living my life yeah, at, yeah. just as it was. Right. Yeah. And so when I made this shift around wanting to pursue therapy and counseling and, you know, some kind of mindset work, mm -hmm. I had to adopt that same that same mentality, but it's terrifying when it's a little bit more vulnerable because it's, it's all of your feelings <laughs> yeah. and it's, yeah. it's literally processing. It's taking years of therapy and putting it into like a 30 second clip and hoping that someone doesn't tell you you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's been, and I will say this in the beginning, it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. And then I was, it was literally just like, fuck it fuck it. This is, this is what's worked for me. And either someone will relate or someone won't, but all that I would need would be one person, one person who could say, wow, I didn't think about it that way. That really helped me. Mm. And reminding myself of that, I was like, fuck all the rest of it. You don't, yeah. you, you don't have to follow. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the platform has been great. The reach has been amazing and it's been mm. overwhelmingly positive. Um, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I did it. I'm so happy because I, I wouldn't it. even be here either. <laughs> That's, yeah, very true. Uh, and I think it's, I mean, I'll just say this side random thing, not even a real question, but your energy and your personality comes through really well. And I, th I think I have a... <laughs> I'm, we share the way that my mind processes what I'm about to say sometimes is so funny to me. Like, because <laughs> I, I was about to say this sentence and I'm like, I know I'm about to. Wow, damn! I hate when it starts stacking up and then I have to explain like five different things. But no, I've heard let it, it go, let it roll. Run I've heard with it. it. Say the sentence. <laughs> so I've heard it before in another podcast, like or something. And I and I'm about to pull it, and I and I realized that there was like this other thing that I've also heard. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Where must have been a podcast or something, and they'd be talking, and then someone would be like, make a reference to a random movie that both of them knew, and they'd laugh about it, and they'd be like, "Nice pull." And and I know that this is probably a term that is used, like "nice pull." Like I know that's something. But I don't know what I don't know what uh like field that's from. Like it must be from like I don't know TV or or something. And nice it's like pull this. Pole reminds me of like two guys at the gym. One of them is <laughs> a girl gets her number and he's like, "Yo, bro, nice pull." <laughs> that's probably not at all as sophisticated as you were going for. But that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was about to pull out a great reference, but then it's funny because I'm like, you will, nobody is going to know where this is from. And I don't know where it's from either. I'm just 
something in the recesses of my mind. But um, I have a, and now I'm like forgetting what I even started the sentence. But <laughs> I have this hypothesis that <laughs> this is gonna play so well. We're gonna all fix this all in post. Um, <laughs> but I have a hypothesis that the work that you've done on yourself and shifting the mindset and working on uh figuring out the whys as to who you are has helped you to show that in your content because it comes through so effortlessly in your reels like that's one thing that i super super loved from like day one has just been the like hey it's it's quinn and I'm about to show you something and I'm like, yes, I love it. Like, like just the, there's one that you did early on. One of the first ones that you did. And I was like, Oh hell yeah. Like <laughs> this is it. This is going to go, this is going to pop off, you know? And I really think it's just that, that acceptance of like, yo, this is me. I'm uh, like going to be my most for me going to be my most authentic self. Like I could have, edited all of that out that i said right now but i was like yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> and you know what it boils it. down to and this will pop up in a reel shortly i'm sure if i haven't already said it but for stay me stay tuned everybody <laughs> check in at <laughs> my plug <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For, for me when i look back i you know, everyone says, oh, I don't have regrets. I don't have regrets. And I don't ruminate on my regrets. You know, I think there's like a lesson and an opportunity for growth in just about everything. But when mm -hmm. I look back, 99% of the things that I regret are things that I didn't do, are times that I wanted to be smaller or quieter, or I didn't want to embarrass myself, or I didn't want to fail, or I didn't want it to go wrong. Very, very, very rarely do I ever just fucking send it and think, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think figuring out the why was important for a while. And mm -hmm. now of course I still, it's, there's some merit to it, but just figuring out how you want to feel and what doesn't feel good. And then realizing that you can change those things. You don't have to ruminate on the why forever. You don't have to know why you have the, the attachment style you have. You don't know, you don't have to know why you're so, you don't, <laughs> you're smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, no. the attachment style thing is like, I get it. It helps you nail down your patterns and your behaviors, but let's get to the fact that you don't like being anxious. You don't like when <laughs> yeah, someone doesn't yeah. text you back. So let's yeah, figure yeah. out how to fix that instead of talking about, you know, when you were seven years old and you had this thing that happened and it made you realize that no one would ever love you and you're going to be abandoned forever. Like, oh, sometimes, yeah. yeah, 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 no. <laughs> sometimes the why does more harm than good. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I'm going to have to. I might get canceled for this before. <laughs> no, no, no. I, the funny thing is I was thinking this whole time. I was like, man, this girl's really selling me. Like, I need to sign up for some of our some, some of your one on ones. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no but you know it's i was also really really laughing too because it's something that i like also i think i like posted a story about it uh one time but it was like me me basically saying therapy for me didn't look like where's my mother wound because for me i had always i had read and this is gonna <clears throat> I had read the book, uh, how to do the work by Nicole something. She's that the one on Instagram that a lot of really well known, uh, love all of her content, like super helpful. Like dude, her, the fact that she puts out that much content for free Crazy. is beautiful. Yes. It's amazing. Completely agree. Uh, and so I've got her book when it first came out, loved it. And I noticed that the one thing that I struggled with the most was the little at the end of every chapter, it'd be like, okay, write down, you know, this, this, that, and then, okay, which attachment style or which this or which, and I was like, man, I don't really resonate with any of these. Like, I like, I was just like really struggling with that a lot. And then it wasn't until later on, uh, that I did get into therapy and then we were talking about it and I was like, I was like, 
you know, what haven't I learned? There's something I haven't, I thought there's something I haven't figured out. There's something I haven't pieced together. And then coming to that realization that that's not how it is for everybody. Yes. Like you mentioned, some people do have these traumatic experiences as a child that for sure bleeds into their future. And it's like, yo, you have this, uh, help me out here, but name something, the father, mother wound something. Oh, well, I mean, I had hypermasculine. I was so hypermasculine. It was stupid. So hypermasculine. And hence the eating disorder, which, which was a a way of dissociating from my body. So I didn't Mm -hmm. have to feel all of the feelings, but so yeah again that you know there's those things that play in for for people and you you definitely yeah. use that but for me and for a lot of people there isn't there isn't that like great childhood great parents didn't you know my mom and dad were amazing they're still amazing i love them and so real com- me personally coming to that realization of like oh this doesn't have to be some crazy deep thing was kind of like what you were saying earlier about the opening it up to more people that sometimes don't think that therapy is for them because they haven't had these trum you know seriously traumatic things or serious things it's like there's that room for like the mindset and the people that you just want to yeah. improve yourself well and yeah. which, the, what, when you're when you're talking about trauma too Two people can be in the exact same situation. Uh-huh. One could be terribly traumatized from it, and the other could be nearly unscathed. So mm, it's man, really yeah, true. I really never, yeah. And I mean, you can see it in siblings, right? Who were who were raised in the same household and maybe had maybe were exposed to the same trauma, and one person grew up having to work through what they one of them had to work through mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff from those traumatic events and the other one yeah. just like kept it pushing. So I, that's also to say yeah. that you might not think you've been through any trauma, you or anyone else. And maybe there is some <laughs> yeah. stuff to sit with some stuff to unpack yep. or, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to, it just doesn't look the same for anyone. Yeah. And I think that's why trying to work, trying to remove the stigma around mental health, like even just the word mental health, like, <laughs> yeah. You go to the doctor for a physical every year for your physical health. Why not check in with someone to keep you mentally like awesome and you know clear and like working your best. It's just it, I wish we could love remove it. all the stigma around it, especially for love men it. too. Love it. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, I gotta take a I gotta take a moment because there was like a lot we just went through and I was like I I think there was something I was gonna touch on <laughs> but um uh as far as, I'm not even gonna talk I'm gonna let myself think about this because it's gonna yeah, because <laughs> um, we talked about you know something along the lines of like the social media and everything and. Yeah, I think I went off left field with that question, too. <laughs> no, that's was, that was good. It's all good. Uh, the content and... Yeah. Um. Okay, maybe it'll come to me content. or it won't, but... Energy, so... ourselves. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... What do you feel like for you now is the the thing that is your biggest passion and your biggest project that you're working on cur- currently that gives you the most life right now? I really like helping people feel confident in their relationships. I think there it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think for Thank me you. relationships are so wonderful and so precious and there's so much anxiety around finding your person right now especially i think social media has a lot to do with that but this expectation that your dream person your soulmate is going to show up at your front door and will suddenly fix all of your problems and your life will be great (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'll have no more worries in the world your attachment style will suddenly be so secure and like that's not that's not how it works (laughs) <laughs> link in bio we'll talk about it <laughs> it's just for me 
realizing that you can love someone and appreciate them and be so grateful for your connection and your partnership, regardless of expectation, is so powerful. And I've seen it so many times, especially through social media. And I feel like every every everyone who has social media nowadays, you see it all the time. Situationships and this and that yeah. and the trick yep. to getting your girl or the trick to getting him <laughs> to text you back. It's like, I would just, I love talking about it in a very real matter of fact way that takes away all of like, takes away the rose colored glasses and just helps you enjoy the connections and relationships in your life. So for me right now, I'm having a great time connecting with people on those topics and it's really resonating on, on, it's really resonating for me personally and seems to be resonating well with, with the followers too. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I can see how that would be just super helpful for everyone. Uh, so kind of in that, in that same, uh, topic, let's do like a little, a little, uh, fun little thing. And if someone's struggling with, Let's say hypothetically asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Always asking for a let's, friend. Let's say someone's struggling with moving the, the term moving on or getting beyond a relationship that happened, still struggling with kind of moving to the next chapter. What are some helpful tips, advice, or things that you kind of would touch on if, if someone had messaged you ask that question on one of your you know open question things i think if you're talking in relationship like a, a you were in a relationship with someone for a significant period of time or we're talking like situationship type of thing? uh let's say relationship so it's number one i think people want like a really quick fix of just let me get over it because mm -hmm. you know forget them or you know why me why didn't they choose me so I think number one, I would say, let yourself be sad, cry, do all of the things like feel the sadness because that's real. Like you had a connection, you had a relationship, you put time and energy and love into that. You probably had expectation of what it would turn into. So like mourn all of that while still appreciating what was next step, be with yourself, be alone write or, you know, journal, meditate, whatever you need to do to really just kind of sit with your thoughts, let them be, hold space for the sadness, hold space for the good times that you had, and just figure out the things that felt really good in the relationship. Now focus on what you have currently in your life, the things you like to do, your friends, your closest family members, you know, the people you spend the most time with, activities you like to do, hobbies you really enjoy. Um, start an Instagram account and get really creative, <laughs> hop on it, whatever, do things that you really love to do. Mm -hmm. What I say a lot, especially on Instagram is it is so much easier to let go of expectation in relationship when you have a life that you already love and your relationship is a bonus Yeah, be because then you can be really appreciative for what is and the extra while still maintaining this life that you love outside of the relationship. So yeah, that was there it is. <laughs> yeah, snaps. <laughs> uh, wonderful, wonderful. So, any uh, we'll say any, any last little things that you wanna you wanna say, and I'll we'll have room at the end for plugging the the socials and everything. But any last like little words of wisdom gems before we move on to the conclusion, which is the vegan cookie review? Um, I think one thing that I really try to hit home, one thing that I really emphasize with any client that I have and in just mm. my own work is autonomy. Like you have the ability to change most things in your life, at least your mindset around most things, which can then change your life in a way that you probably never knew possible. So a big thing that I like to focus on is how am I contributing to the way I'm seeing my life and what do I want to do differently to make things better or to how can I build a life that like really aligns with me and yeah. taking the accountability in that is so, 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 so powerful. And I think that you can use that mindset across everything. 
from confidence to love to career to all of the things. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think that's one thing that's really cool too about a lot of the things that you've said. But I, and I love that you just made that statement because I think it's. Yeah, a lot of the things you've said in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I love that because it's so applicable. applicable. Yeah, <laughs> say it, say it, say it. Applicable. Ap applicable or applicable. Apl I mean, <laughs> I think Apply either one is fair. <laughs> so one <Applicable>. thing, <laughs> so one thing that I love is that it can be applied to everything in your life. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know? But it's but it's true. I love I love that a lot of the things that you've said and and have been things that I've thought, wow, that's just such a all around great piece of advice and a great statement because it's true. A lot of these things in relationships can also be applied to life in therapy can, you know, with loss can be applied with life. Uh, it's the yin yang, it's the balance, it's everything all kind of connected together. And that's why, uh, it's yeah. why it's fun. So also last question, uh, Anything that you're so I kind of touched on this question, but I didn't ask it this specifically, but anything, any projects or things coming up in the future that you're super psyched about? I, I didn't ask that, right? It was like kind of um, similar, but not like, like yeah, that. not the exact, not exactly. For me, I'm really focusing on building out my one on one practice right now. That's okay. nice. That's really, really important to me. And from there, hosting smaller workshops so communicating uh, really building a community that can help communicate yeah. around some some common issues will be the next step but right now it's a lot of a lot of one-on-one -on -one time which has been amazing i love it love it well i'm super excited for all of that i can't wait to see more growth more blooming <laughs> in your life you. and in your in in what you're doing excited also and super jealous that you're in one of the most beautiful places <laughs> I think in <laughs> which is Montana. Oh my God. Love Dude. It. I know. I never want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get to a point in the future where you're like, I'm going to Philly. No. <laughs> yeah. Literally Lord, honestly, give, I say that all the time. Like give me a month. Who knows where I'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Super relatable. So Thank you for joining me on this episode of Vegan Cookie Reviews. Also, I wanted to say it's funny that didn't I, – I think I had remembered you posting about it, but totally not purposeful that you had been uh, vegan, vegan, which is yep. totally coincidental. It's not yep. why I had you on. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny. Uh, and we're going to get to our review. And thank you so much for also, uh, like, working with me from, like – montana and us being able to get both the yes. same i also Dude. would like to tell you the whole foods that i went to is uh -huh. the first whole foods the first and only whole foods in the entire state of montana and it opened 10 days ago <laughs> bro what <laughs> montana has one whole foods it is a mile from my house and it opened on february 1st <laughs> <laughs> so yo so fortunate yo. yeah literally i know if, don't tell the don't tell the locals they're so angry about it but <laughs> are you serious really yeah, interesting like, get your get your big get your big whole foods out of here we don't whatever they'll cut this don't you they're gonna run me out of town <laughs> we won't say we won't, I, I was about to say we won't say the city where you're at but you just said one mile from the only whole foods they're literally not, so angry about it. They're like, not hard to guess. America. I know, literally. Google's. <laughs> yo, that is. I mean, for I, it's funny because I was like, yo, what a synchronicity because just in time for the podcast, <laughs> you know. I'm sweating. Yes, literally. <laughs> so we about to, so we about to try for the for the second time because our, I've already had these and you couldn't wait. So you had some, right? I did. <laughs> so I'm opening up Siete grain-free cookies, Mexican shortbread. These are incredible.
I'm gonna hang here. <laughs> you can continue the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible to not. I don't know how you didn't finish the whole bag because I would just be. Well, you had like you had some other options, huh? <laughs> I did. I did finish the whole bag. This is bag number two. <laughs> See? <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I'm dying right now. Hold up. (laughs) I gotta chew. Hold up. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. I can't turn down sweets either. Like, I could go my entire life without ever having pizza or pasta again or, like, chips. None of that. None of that tempts me. Put cookies in front of me? Bye. Thank you, Siete, for making such addictive cookies. Dude, what a, this is going to be... By the way, I'm not sponsored or anything or any way affiliated, but this is such a great ad, that whole section about you. <laughs> it's. It, I bought these last night, and they lasted all of maybe five hours. Six hours. <laughs> I went to sleep, woke up in the middle of the night, and wanted more, and then finished my first bag. Did you oh. buy two bags? Yes, I had to because we were doing this. But but you bought two oh. of these bags. No, I bought so one you... of these. Finished it. Went to the <laughs> gym this back. morning. Stopped at Whole Foods again to pick up my second bag. Yo. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, here's a funny another question you're gonna hate me because i just keep going down this route but so right now the cookie that you had was that was that the first cookie of that second bag that you had like you just oh oh okay (laughs) yes yes (laughs) i told myself i couldn't open them because if it was open i would Uh, yeah i can't (laughs) i love it you're like Let's talk about all this mindset relationship therapy stuff. But oh, by the way, let's eat cookies. Okay, say less. What a great way to end the podcast. I give this cookie 10 out of 10. What's your uh, what's your review? I give it a nine out of 10. I like a softer cookie. Damn. Now I got to change my answer because I was really impulsive about the 10 out of 10. (laughs) I was like, yo, they're, they're great. 10 out of 10. Honestly, with yourself. <laughs> Feel it in your great. body. Create some space. <laughs> Create some space. Pause. Non-judgment, non-attachment, <laughs> non-resistance. Honestly, that's how most of my life goes, though. I'm just like, love it. 10 out of 10. Don't think about it. <laughs> You're going to get canceled for toxic positivity. <laughs> Dude. Called me out on my own podcast, but like also <laughs> bullseye. <laughs> uh, now that I've had some time to think about it, yeah, I'd give this. I'd I'd say an eight out of ten. Soft cookies for me, that's where it's at. Like I love soft cookies. Like Same. if I had. A little bit less self-control the chewy chips ahoy would be all that i would eat 24 like i can kill a whole chewy's chewy chips ahoy like six racks of those cookies easy like i know that's how i know they're not like good for you but <laughs> but they're they're so good and also let's i mean to, to apply like you know a lot of what we've talked about to that I choose not to eat the whole box because I know that I will physically feel unwell mm-hmm. if I eat the whole box. But then sometimes yeah. you wake up and you're like, maybe I'll just like eat the small bag and it soothes your soul. So there you go. And I love also uh, for anybody watching the story of this is really cool. So if you guys get a chance to look up Siete, because um, I think this is a really perfect fit for the podcast because it talks about the uh the the garza family they began exercising together and adopted a grain-free diet to support 
Veronica, their sister and daughter, who was diagnosed with multiple health conditions. So that's how this like company came to be, which I love the story because <clears throat> it talks about going grain free meant that this third generation Mexican American family from South Texas could no longer eat many of their favorite foods, which for all my Hispanics out there, you know how it is like not easy coming from a Hispanic family like dude. So love the story behind it. Uh, I had no idea. That's amazing. That yeah. Little heart. <laughs> oh, and dude, this was supposed to also this I like projected to be like a quick like couple minute thing, but this is but we're going down the rabbit hole. I wonder if Chewy, have you ever had a Chewy, like I like if they made Chewy cookies, this company, dude, be over. I'd have to. I they. No, I would have to ban myself from Whole Foods. No, it's so bad. It's so bad. No, I could not. Oh man, that would, that would be, be amazing. Awesome. So yeah, thank you for joining me. Where can people find you? Where can people follow your beautiful story? Um, Instagram, best place at mm. Quinlan Walther. Q U I N L A N W A L T H E R. Um, I'm also on TikTok as well, but it's mostly just the same content, a little bit less actually of the same stuff that I post on Instagram. So nice. So everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed. Go check out that link in her bio uh, for that one-on-one -on -one work. I know you guys are gonna enjoy following along on her journey just as much as I have because it's been super fun. So thank you. I'm honored that you uh joined me on this podcast and yeah <laughs> thank you so much yeah with cookies okay. too Gosh, yeah yeah, yeah. Like every week <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> like every time i've seen a message for you i'm like ah it's Venus, let's go i'm just excited this man Wait, hold on. i like to i like the different change of scenery that we always that do keep it fresh you know birth and then brought back together when i spilled chocolate milk on you in eighth grade um and in life cool i just really enjoyed chatting with you dude it's so much fun dude this is so crispy that came out there come on all right in, in, all right well have a good night i'll talk to you later and i guess maybe have to plan something all right sounds good